The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by the Valentine Museum. Its Richmond History Makers event honors the individuals, organizations, objects, and even moments that have shaped Richmond's history over the past 125 years. Thursday, April 11th, part of a week-long celebration at the Valentine. Tickets can be purchased at richmondhistorymakers.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Chesterfield County Superintendent says the school district only got a fraction of the number of COVID-19 vaccines they expected from the state. As Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa reports, the district will have to adjust its vaccination plans. In a staff email VPM obtained, Superintendent Merv Doherty said the local health district requested 8,000 vaccines from the state. They were expecting to get at least half of that, but instead Chesterfield County only got 1,000 doses. Only 750 of those are going to school employees. Because of the limited supply, the county is prioritizing vaccinations for bus drivers, juvenile detention home staff, and employees working in person with students that have disabilities. They will get the first dose later this week. The superintendent said this hurdle will have no impact on reopening plants, which aim to have elementary students back in the classroom five days a week on February 1st. Teacher advocates and parents have called on the school district to remain virtual until all staff are fully vaccinated. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. The top Republican in Virginia's House of Delegates is defending his colleagues who have questioned the results of the November presidential election. As Ben Pavier reports, Delegate Todd Gilbert made the comments in a call yesterday. Earlier this month, the three lawmakers wrote a letter to Vice President Mike Pence, urging him to delay certifying Virginia's electors. House Minority Leader Todd Gilbert addressed the issue in a call with reporters recorded by WRIC. They were merely asking for um, a a delay uh, so that some of the discrepancies that were very uh, prominently displayed all across the country could could be investigated. Kunal Latit, spokesman for Democratic Speaker of the House Eileen Fillercorn, accused Gilbert of repeating falsehoods that led to the U.S. Capitol riot. Last week, Fillercorn stripped the three Republicans of some of their committee assignments for their actions. At least one of the Republicans, Delegate Dave LaRock, now says he's considering legal action. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Yesterday, the Virginia Senate stripped Senator Amanda Chase of her last remaining committee assignment. She'd previously been removed from three other panels she worked with after leaving the Republican caucus. Democratic colleagues have openly criticized the Chesterfield Republican for supporting the mob that attacked the U.S. Capitol and for spreading misinformation about the presidential election. Both parties voted for the action 37 to 1, with Chase being the only one dissenting. Chase accused the Senate of being hypocrites by not treating her the same as other lawmakers. After the vote, a Senate committee advanced a measure that would censure Chase, which is a formal resolution showing disapproval. A committee of the Virginia House of Delegates will consider a bill to outlaw firearms on Capitol Square and surrounding streets. This comes a day after small groups of armed pro-gun activists gather near the Capitol building. Delegate Mark Levine, a Democrat from Alexandria, introduced the bill. If you want to persuade me or you want to unelect me, that's nothing more American than that. But um, I'm really tired of people thinking that if they have a gun, they get to make the rule. When Democrats took control of the Virginia House and Senate last year, they established a rule banning firearms on Capitol property. Levine's bill would make it a permanent law. Almost a year into the coronavirus pandemic, Americans with the lowest hourly income are still more likely to be out of work than those making more. That's according to U.S. Census Bureau data presented to state senators on Tuesday. Patrick Larson has more. 
Jobs with an income of $20 or less per hour have the farthest to go before full recovery, according to the Virginia Economic Development Partnership. Many of those jobs are in the leisure and hospitality industry, at restaurants, hotels, and the like. That sector has seen the most recovered jobs, but still has more unemployment than any other. Virginia workers who make less than $20 an hour are disproportionately women and people of color. State officials told lawmakers that most people making $40 an hour or more are men, white, and have at least a bachelor's degree. That group avoided a large initial shock in job losses during the pandemic. Patrick Larson, VPM News. During the pandemic, Governor Ralph Northam has allowed bars and restaurants to sell alcohol to go or through delivery. As Roberta Roldan reports, some state lawmakers are looking to extend the rule through the rest of the year. Sarah White runs a cowboy cafe in northern Virginia. She says when the pandemic hit, the restaurant didn't have any alternatives to indoor dining. Cowboy Cafe is a small area, and so sales just plummeted. With a pivot to to to-go orders and outdoor dining, Cowboy Cafe has been able to stay open. White says selling craft beer and cocktails to-go has been a part of that success. It's not a huge percent. In Virginia, we're not allowed to have more than 20 percent alcohol sales versus food. But it is enough that it keeps us going. A bill from Delegate Schuyler Van Valkenburg of Henrico would allow restaurateurs like White to keep selling beer and wine to go through the end of the year. Industry groups like the Virginia Restaurant Travel and Lodging Association are supporting the bills. They say to-go sales of alcohol have been a much-needed boost for small businesses. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. On Tuesday, Virginia Interfaith Power and Light hosted a press conference to support H.J. 538. The measure recognizes the importance of equal access to clean and safe drinking water as a basic human right. Its chief sponsor is Petersburg Delegate LaCherise Aird. Petersburg City Council Member Tresca Wilson-Smith supports the bill. She described how water shutoffs have affected her community, especially children. And I wondered, prior to COVID-19, how do these kids go to school? How do they brush their teeth? How do they make a plain cup of oatmeal in the morning? They don't have water. Senator Louise Lucas is the sponsor of the House Joint Resolution in the legislature's upper chamber. After nine months of being closed due to the pandemic, four libraries in Chesterfield County reopened today. Those are Bonaire, Clover Hill, La Prade, and Midlothian libraries. Customers hoping to check out books are required to follow state health guidelines, like wearing masks and maintaining physical distancing. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on Tuesday, January 19th at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. PM.